saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. How will you reduce your taxes in retirement, generate income, pay for the skyrocketing cost of health care, and get more from your Social Security benefits? Welcome to the Get More Retirement Radio Show with Bruce Smith from the Wealthcare Investment Center. Bruce is a number one Amazon best-selling author, an Ed Slot elite advisor, and he has over 35 years of financial planning experience. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can help you overcome the toughest challenges in retirement today. And now, here's your host, Bruce Smith. Soaring inflation, rising interest rates, tightening monetary policy, and now Russia has invaded the Ukraine. These are the events and that are triggering a new wave of stock market volatility. And how you respond to this market volatility will likely be the key or the failure of your investment success. Welcome back to the Get More Retirement Radio program. I'm Bruce Smith, and today we're talking about five simple and actionable ways to reboot your retirement game plan in 2022. Coming up in this segment, we're going to talk about why updating and rebalancing your portfolio might be a good idea right now. And most importantly, what could you do you know, to really help you reduce your investment risk? So the first thing is talking about you know, reassessing your tolerance for risk. And I mean, this is one of the most critical things that you can do. There, there's a huge disconnect out there. You know, too many times, you know, we, they've automated this risk question for consumers. You know, how do you find the right portfolio for a consumer and his and their spouse, their family, whatever their investment nature is, you know, and, and they've automated it to where they ask you 10 questions or 15 or 20 questions, whatever it is. And there's a myriad of tools out there now that do this. But at the end, you know, it's that sad, sad truth that you become a number. You know, it's not a long, lengthy conversation. It's not a drawn out conversation. And in my opinion, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, it's a very, wrong conversation that is often had because it's truncated. It really should be a more involved thing where you explain in real terms to people as we do, you know, I said, if, if, if you've saved a million dollars for retirement and, you know, one of these risk programs uh, assigns you a risk level of X and, and, but you know, and say, well, here, here's the best thing. And you should be 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds. And it just gives you this like automated one size fits all you know, they put you in a portfolio and they move on to the next person. You know, what I, what I look at, when I look at a portfolio, what we've done for since 1996 now at Wealthcare, since we launched Wealthcare as a company, I mean, I've been doing this for 36 years, but we really hit the higher level of planning and management for people uh, beginning in 1996. So we've been doing it for quite a while. But the thing is that every portfolio out there has what we call portfolio DNA. And portfolio DNA really comes down to two numbers that I think are, are palatable to most people. Number one is what's the average rate of return, not from some report that's giving us one year, three years, five years, and 10 years. You know, the, the flaw in that is that, you know, we saw ourselves in a bull market over 10 years in length. So all the data looked great because everything was up, 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 up. So what does that really tell you about what your portfolio does in a down market? And of course, the best time to know how it performs at a down market is before you experience a down market. So we're able to look at two primary numbers. What's the average rate of return historically through a full market cycle? So in other words, we'll go back to October 1st of 07 
and come forward and look at that portfolio in, in the holdings and the weightings you have today. And we're able to determine an average historical return for that entire period, a full market cycle and a risk factor. You know, I always call it the swing factor. You know, so let's say that your portfolio has an average of six or six and a half percent. Now, a lot of people say, well, I've averaged nine or I've averaged 12. Rarely do we see that. You know, yes, you may have done 12% during the bull market, but you're not taking into account what it did during the market decline to give you a more balanced assessment of the risk that you take with your portfolio. So if we know what that risk factor is, let's say you have a 6% return, but your risk factor is 12. So what that gives us is, is a standard deviation. That's the technical term. We try not to use those big words. So if you've got an average return of six and a swing factor of 12, all right, so then on the upside, six plus 12 is 18. Six minus 12 is minus six. So as I look out to the future, you know, and we want to be able to test your overall planning and say, well, I don't know what the return is going to be. A lot of these online, you know, calculators, you know, they'll say, well, what rate of return do you expect to receive in your portfolio? And you plug in a number. Well, that's a singular number. And every single year as it calculates, it's assuming you hit that number every single year without fail. It never deviates. It never changes. You never have a negative. That's the, the, and it gives you this, this number out in the future. But then if you read in the fine print of all of these wonderful online calculators and in the reports that are, that are given by brokers and some financial planners to their clients, they'll say, you know, this was based on assumptions that were provided. And if those assumptions are out of line, then these numbers will be different. Surprise. <laughs> you know, so too often we use a singular number and the financial industry is guilty of using a singular number to give you a future projection in a comprehensive plan done by you know, a higher level of planning by a fiduciary like our firm, you know, we want to say, what's the range? You know, so I'm going to look more at that range and say, well, minus six to plus 18. That's a range that we would expect. And that's 70 or 80% of the time. That's about where you're going to land in a given year. We don't know what it's going to be. You can certainly lose more than six. You can certainly make more than 18, but those are rare occurrences. They don't happen a lot. So if I know that range, then I can run your planning and look out to the future and really test it properly. So if I run to age 90, I say, okay, if the markets do average, you know, if that pile of cash you've saved for retirement today, a million dollars, a million five, two million dollars, whatever it is, you know, how much money are you projected to have at age 90? And if the markets are average, you have X. If the markets are great, they're the phenomenal overperformers, okay, well, you might have two X. But if the markets underperform, and when we take into account your spending, we take into account inflation, we take into account taxes. We take into account required distributions at age 72, you know, forced income and forced taxation for you and your family. You know, so we run all of these variables and calculate all that accounting, proper accountability for all of these things. And then say, if the markets underperform and inflation is, is higher, what happens? You know, do you run out of money? It surprises a lot of people when we do our comprehensive get more retirement planning that that they, we tell them in advance, hey, here's your current plan, and, and no, you don't run out of money. And they're amazed that an advisor would tell them their current plan will get them there. But then we go back and we examine, we say, okay, where's all the areas we can attack? Where's all the areas that we can try to squeeze more juice out of the orange? You know, I mean, this started with, with understanding risk, but, you know, it's not just one thing 
that will let you maximize your retirement. It's not just having a tax plan. It's not just making sure you build in inflation. It's not just understanding your risk level and to make sure that it's suitable for you and your family and your situation. It's the combination of all of these factors that really bring together a bundled strategy of having, so squeezing the juice out of the orange in every single area to maximize those lifetime benefits. So when we do this, then you say, okay, here's what it would look like under the same markets, mark, thousand market permutations where we do, you know, Monte Carlo analysis is what it's called, you know, and say, okay, for a thousand different markets, what does this look like if the markets are average, if they're great, but what if they underperform? So we test that in advance. And that really shows people you know, where, what makes sense with regard to their portfolios. Now, the interesting thing about, uh, I mean, Wall Street's answer to risk control quite often is you'll hear them talk about rebalancing your portfolio. So, you know, if your portfolio was designed to be 60% stock market and 40% bonds, during the course of this major run-up in the bull market, what would have happened? Well, you would have certainly seen that 60% would have grown because, I mean, as your portfolio swelled, the bulk of that swelling occurred as a result from the equity side, the stock market side of the portfolio. So let's say it became 80% stock market because it grew a lot more than what the bonds did. You know, so now you're in an 80-20. They're saying, well, you should rebalance. Well, what that means is carving off the 20% extra that you had in the stock market and putting it over into bonds. <laughs> now, if you have bond funds, and we've talked about this perfect storm before, you know, if you have bond funds, as interest rates go up, bond funds typically go down. And one of the thumb rules out there in the financial industry is a 1% rise in, in interest rates could actually reduce the value of those funds by 7%. So you just took money from your best winners which are now in a decline because of what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine and everything else, all the volatility in the market. You're moving the money over to bonds, which is normally your safe haven. It's normally a way to mitigate risk, mitigate losses, and you probably won't lose as much, but you could actually be losing money because of interest rates rising. So this is that perfect storm where both sides of the house get dinged. You know, we stopped using bonds in our portfolios about 23 years ago. Warren Buffett made the comment at a Berkshire Hathaway meeting a couple years ago. He said, bonds have no place in the average investor's portfolio. I have that quote in my book, Create Wealth, Retain Wealth, which you can find on Amazon. And, you know, I mean, as it, and there's a lot of great content in that book. I mean, if, if you read the reviews, I think you'd like them. Uh, I mean, it was a number one bestseller on Amazon for a while. But the interesting part is that, you know, bonds have no place in the average investor's portfolio. What he's saying is the greatest opportunity is from the market, but you can't just throw all your money in the market. A lot of people right now are seeing the sting of the downturns in the market. You know, so you want to have a risk level that is proper that you understand. When we say somebody has a million dollars, we say, okay, imagine that as a pile of real money sitting on your kitchen table, you know, and let's say that somebody came in your house you know, while you were watching reruns of Big Bang Theory, <laughs> and they, they, they grab a quarter of a million dollars and they run out the door. And I say, what would you do? And, and they're like, well, I, I would call 911. Okay, that's a good idea. I might chase after them. Okay. You know, uh, so you would take all these actions. And I said, all right, but that doesn't happen. God forbid, you know, you've got a secure house. Nobody came in the back door. You could watch your, your Big Bang Theory, no problem. But let's say the opposite happens. Let's say that you're sitting there and you go out and get the mail and you come in and you, and you open up your, your 
statement for your retirement accounts, or your investment accounts, and, and it says you've lost a quarter of a million dollars, who do you call? You typically don't call anybody. And you say, well, that's what the market does. You know, now, are you okay with that? And most people, when you ask it that way, they change. They're like, no, I'm not okay losing a quarter million dollars out of a million bucks. I said, well, that's the risk level you're in. Let's find, let's find a more suitable risk level. Some people say, I don't want to lose anything. Well, that, that may not be realistic. But, you know, if they say, well, I'd, I'd be okay with 100 grand, well, then we probably need to reduce the risk. But not by adding more bond funds and reducing the stock market. We actually build protection into the portfolios, letting them take advantage of market upturns, but, you know, protecting assets in market declines. And we did that in advance before this. When we come back, we'll talk about why the three most important words in retirement are income, income, income. Growing your retirement savings this year will likely come with a lot more risk than the past several years. Most people don't think of this, but the fastest and safest way that you could grow your nest egg right now is by reducing your taxes during retirement. Because the less money you pay the IRS, the more money you're going to have to spend for you and your family in retirement. That's why I put something together just for our listeners on the show today. We want to show you how you could reduce your taxes in retirement with a free retirement tax savings analysis. Let me explain how this works. We will get some basic information from you and we will determine the tax saving strategies that are best suited for your specific situation. Then we can sit down and share these strategies with you so you can see exactly how much money you could save. So if you saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, call to schedule your free analysis now at 888-888-5601. Now to be clear, this isn't about some obvious deductions that might save you a few bucks. The savings could be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Call and leave us a message now at 888-888-5601. That's 888-888-5601. You're listening to the Get More Retirement Radio Show with Bruce Smith. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can make your money go a lot further in retirement. And now, here's your host, Bruce Smith. If you retired today, how much money would you generate in income every month? Do you know what that number is? And would this income be coming from different sources? If you don't have a plan to generate income during your retirement, this could be the fastest way to run through your entire life savings far too soon. Welcome back to the Get More Retirement radio program. I'm Bruce Smith, and today we're talking about the five simple and actionable ways to reboot your retirement game plan in 2022. So coming up in our final segment, we're going to talk about why having a bulletproof income plan could help you avoid running out of money in retirement, plus why having a written out and sticking to a comprehensive financial plan will help ensure that you can retire successfully. So let's talk about this. Starting to create your plan to generate income in retirement, you, you should do the planning now. You know, and, and income planning is much more than just, you know, a, no, a notion. Well, I need $5,000 a month during my retirement. And well, first of all, you need that money after taxes. <laughs> you need that. That's the money you need in your hand. I always teach people, I say, you know, if I came to you January 1st and I put a, a handful of cash in your hands and I told you, 
this has to last you. This has to provide for your needs this year, you know, through December 31st. How much would it be? And that's hard for people. And but so when they say, you know, $5,000 a month, and that's the, that's the way the financial industry approaches it. That's the answer they're looking for from you. But we'll take it one step further because we really want you to be plugged in as an informed and smart consumer. So that 5,000 a month is a number. But if I said, you know, I'm going to hand you $60,000, that's 5,000 a month times 12. I'm going to hand that to you in your hands, January 1st. And you have to make that last till December 31st. And all of a sudden, they start getting a little more serious about their budget. They start looking at things that they hadn't thought about, like their car insurance premiums, like their property taxes, like other insurances they have. Uh, In today's world, the number of subscription items they have that are automatically being charged to their credit cards. Um, You know, I, I have no relationship with this company. But, you know, I recently uh, brought Truebill online on, on, my, on my phone, uh, and it amazed me the little things that were leaking out of my account every month, you know, for silly things that I ordered, you know, and here it's like, it's only $5 a month or only $12 a month, and I wasn't paying attention, things that I don't even use. You know, so we now have that problem facing people, and these are big deals because they add up over time. I was amazed at some of these, and we've removed all of them now, and, and Truebill has been a really good help for us. But, um, you know, we always want people to, hey, here's a strategy to help get the most out of your money. But that's a great way to kind of examine your financial accounts and find, uh, you know, find leaks like that. Uh, we, don't, we have no relationship with Truebill. We've received no compensation from them, and I'm not recommending them. I'm just telling you something that I utilize. But, you know, this is, this is the key element, you know. So, so when we talk about income, and I put it in that context, people stop and, and they start seriously focusing. You know, basically, they're, they're looking through a different lens at their finances. And this is important because this is the level of, of concern. This is the level of involvement. This is the level of accountability that you need to have. You know, I mean, if you want to retire successfully, you need a plan to replace your paycheck in retirement. You know, I mean, that's, you know, we've talked so many times, and I think this one really has gone out the window now. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the thumb rules of the financial industry have been, well, when you retire, you're only going to need 75% of your pre-retirement paycheck. You're only going to need 80% of your pre-retirement paycheck. You know, I have news for you. People that have retired recently, you know, have told me that, hey, with inflation and everything that's going on, you know, I need the same paycheck I had during retirement. So somebody telling you that you're only going to need a little bit of money, I, I think is, is ill-advised. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So if you want to retire successfully, you need a plan to replace that paycheck during your retirement. And you, it's nice to have a savings goal. You can have a certain savings goal, but that's only going to get you so far. You have to make sure that your money is working for you in retirement, but you also have to explore all opportunities to save money for retirement. I'm not talking about putting money back for retirement. I'm talking about paring back the retirement expenses. And what are those big expenses? Well, the biggest one for most people is taxes. You know, so what is it you can do to reduce that tax burden during your lifetime? You know, when I talk about tax planning to people for their retirement, and like I say, our belief is this is the, the fastest and safest way for you to maximize your lifetime retirement benefits. But when I say that, here's the big mistake. A lot of people assume that tax planning is only for the wealthy. But I'd argue that the opposite is true. You know, if you're not part of the 1%, 
and need to make every dollar count in retirement, you know, you should be the first one to take advantage of tax planning. Why? Because the savings could be significant. We're talking tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars that you get to keep in your accounts, keep it growing, keep it for your use, for to benefit you and your family, for your lifestyle during retirement, instead of giving it to Uncle Sam. That's a game changer for most people and their retirement. You know, we said that the taxes will likely be your biggest expense in retirement. You know, we, we, we go across town to save a nickel on a gallon of gas. Uh, you know, people are now going back to paying attention to coupons or paying attention to certain discounts. You know, but tax planning could help you reduce your taxes and keep more money in your pocket and give you a better lifestyle during your retirement. You know, today's tax rates are considerably low, but given the government's record for spending lately, you know, that's not likely to last. And again, we, we ask that question to every family we meet with and we say, do you think taxes will be higher in the future? And, and, and the emphatic answer is yes. I mean, sometimes it includes a giggle, you know, well, yeah, you know, like, like, why are you even asking? You know the answer. Well, I don't know the answer, but I believe that to be the case. But people don't realize that they have control over their taxes in retirement. And if you get ahead of them, the better off you're going to be. So having a plan can be significantly value in an area that's overlooked most of the time. You know, so again, we're talking here about having a plan, planning. Um, you know, according to Forbes, 70% of Americans fear running out of money in retirement more than they fear death itself. Let me read that again. According to Forbes, 70% of Americans fear running out of money in retirement more than they fear death itself. I mean, the majority of people, I mean, that's one of their biggest fears. And, and I have to tell you, you know, it's, that's one of the saddest things I can share with you is that, you know, I have seen people run out of money. I've seen people retire that, that no matter how we constructed their planning, we knew that that, that day of reckoning was coming where they would be living solely on social security. You know, we have had people we've developed plans for over the years and they didn't adhere to the plan. You know, they felt the need to, you know, I mean, we had one gentleman, I talk about him in my book, create wealth, retain wealth. Um, you know, he retired, he had, he had a decent lump sum of money, you know, saved for retirement. Uh, we did the planning, we put everything in place and his planning was solid. Him and his wife were going to be fine. You know, within six months of retirement, he calls me and says, Hey, I need to take $30,000 out, um, for my daughter's wedding. And it's kind of like, okay, that's fine. It wasn't in the plan, but let's see what it does to your overall plan. We put it in there see it tightens things up, but you're okay. And about six months later after that, it's like, I need $30,000. I had to take out a lump sum for a, a minivan. Now, remember when we needs $30,000, he's taking them out of accounts that he, there these tax postponement accounts, these IRAs, 401ks, he didn't pay taxes on in the first place. So we don't take 30,000 out. We're taking out 37,000, 38,000 and sending seven or 8,000 to Uncle Sam. And, you know, so, so it's costing you more, you know, for everything you do. When he buys the minivan, he's got to take out 37,000 for that $30,000 minivan. You know, so in a period within a year of retirement, he took an extra $75,000 out that we had not budgeted for that was not in the plan. And I have to tell you, you know, long-term, the gentleman essentially drained his accounts. He did end up going, I mean, we, we say this, you know, sometimes as an example, but he literally became a, a greeter at Walmart and, you know, he ended up living purely on his and his wife's social security. I've seen that happen. 
you know, so it's really important to not only find a way to replace that paycheck for retirement, uh, but also making sure that we can accommodate inflation in that. You know, a lot of times people have a pension that they don't have any upside. There's no, there's no bump up as a result of inflation. So that money doesn't go as far. A lot of our, a lot of our uh, Penn State retirees are, are state retirees, Sears and P Sears retirees. You know, they're like, you know, hey, when I retire, hey, I'm making more as much money as I made when I was working. Five years later, eh, it's a little bit less. Ten years later, you know, it doesn't buy what it used to. Fifteen years, it's like, wow, this is tight. And 20, they're kind of talking about, do I get another job or what can I go do right now to earn some extra money? The Motley Fool said this. They said, retirement means freedom from the workplace, but it also means living on a fixed income for an uncertain amount of time. You don't want to run out of money prematurely, so you need a plan to make your nest egg last as long as possible. You know, I put it in a, in a very tight context for a lot of our, our consumers. I say, look, let's look at retirement for what it is. It's 30 years of continuous unemployment. 30 years. Think about that. You know, imagine no longer working. You now, you, so you have the freedom of not having to be at the workplace. I don't have to go to work tomorrow, but now I'm unemployed and I've got to have sufficient assets, sufficient income, sufficient revenue coming in the door to provide for a lifestyle as an unemployed person for the next 30 years. That wakes people up, and that's the right way to understand your finances. Again, if you don't have a comprehensive plan, if you've not tested for this in advance, then you may find yourself on the wrong end of a very ugly financial surprise. Uh, the balance, you know, the quote from them, they said, if you know how much income you'll have over time, you can better prepare for both planned spending as well as unforeseen expenses. You know, I mean, we could talk all day about this, but this is really important is that, you know, we have our planning, but we say, okay, what about the unplanned expenses like long-term care? Or what about the premature death of a spouse? What about the higher taxes a surviving spouse would pay? You know, these are all things that happen. And, and you know, do you, have you developed a plan and run the numbers? What are your numbers going forward that you know you can handle those types of situations? That's why it's so important to have a comprehensive plan. And that's why we provide our get more retirement plan to people. So they know all of these things. We've tested them in advance and they've got a plan that, that will allow them to get through the market volatility, get through higher taxes, get through this inflation issue. And we've also had a plan for income, plan for inflation and knowing if we have unforeseen circumstances, we have the assets to get us where we need to be. Have a great day. According to Forbes, millions of Social Security recipients are not getting what they're entitled to. In fact, as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. Today, claiming your Social Security benefits is far more complicated than you know. Your decision could cause you to pay taxes on up to 85% of your benefits, double your Medicare premiums, and forfeit thousands of dollars in spousal benefits every year. That's why I want to do something special just for my listeners on the show today. We will create a customized Social Security analysis for your specific situation. We won't charge you a dime. Let me explain how this works. Once we get some basic information from you, we'll determine the optimal time for you to file your Social Security benefits. This free analysis reveals the impact on your taxes, Medicare premiums, spousal benefits, and much more. 
ultimately, this analysis is going to show you how you could get the most net income out of your benefits. So if you've saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement and have not already filed for Social Security, schedule your free Social Security analysis now by calling us at 888-888-5601. Don't leave tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in Social Security income on the table. Learn how you can get back every nickel that's rightfully yours with this free customized analysis by calling us at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. Advisory services offered through the Wealthcare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through RIA Wealth Solutions, LLC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the Wealthcare Investment Center.